This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, welcome to the Statman Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode number seven. This week is a very special edition because we're going to have two parts. Man, this first part, you don't want to miss it. It's uh, an exciting sit-down interview with one of my favorite people on TV. It's ESPN anchor, Antonieta Collins. I sat down with her. We talked about a lot of different things about Barcelona, her vacation trips, her influence as to how she got into the position she's at now at the ESPN anchor. Um, and we talked about a lot of different things, so you won't want to miss this in this first part of this uh, episode. And on Tuesday, October 16th, we're going to have part number two of episode seven, which we are going to cover the NBA preview for season 2018-2019. And you don't want to miss that. For our new listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, you're going to be tuned in for a great ride. And for the current listeners, thank you for the support. But with no further ado, here is part one of the interview with Antonietta Collins. All right, guys. So today, as promised, we have an amazing guest, someone I've been following for a long time. Uh, just to give you guys a little introduction, she served as a guest on shows like Baseball Tonight. She anchored One Nacion on ESPN Deportes. She also reported on uh, MLB, the MLB playoffs, the ALDS, ALCS, World Series, Dallas Cowboys, NBA playoffs, and the list goes on. <laughs> and she also graduated from the University of Mount Union. But to me, that is not her greatest accomplishment. Her greatest accomplishment is the fact that she stepped on the Holy Land in Barcelona with the greatest player ever plays football. Antonieta, how are you doing? Oh my God, I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. And you know what? That is also my greatest accomplishment, I think. <laughs> Making it to camp, no. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. You know, of course, you know, I follow you on social media like many other yeah. people, you know, and I've been keeping track. You say you've been on vacation. So I saw that you went to Camp Noon. I was like, oh my goodness. I'm so jealous of her. Yeah, friend. I was How is that experience? To. Well, I wasn't even supposed to go to Barcelona. So um, we did like a, several cities in Europe, my mom, myself, and my aunt. And uh, one of them was Madrid. My mom loves Madrid, so she went to end in Madrid. So she's like, have you ever been to Bernabeu? And I'm like, yeah, no, I haven't. I was like, I lied. I'm like, God, I was so bitter. Like, I, I was obviously trying to appreciate, like, you know, great people like uh, it would be the equivalent of me barcelona right. right and then i'm like man i would totally be freaking out like these people are here but if it was barcelona mom's like you really want to go she's like i'm like yeah and she's like you know what tomorrow just mm -hmm. go just take the train and go and i did i literally just took the train at six in the morning i got to barcelona at like 10 okay so i walked from the bus station to the stadium which is about it's just a mile but it was awesome it was awesome like just getting there the whole experience um and then the, i came back I, I came back on the train <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing yeah. you know like you know like we were talking before in in, uh, in our green room before this interview i you know i mentioned to you that you know i live in new jersey and going a lot on the train in new york so i know how that is so it, it was it's awesome to hear you, you know had that experience but i'm still jealous of you though 
because oh, I, yeah. I've never visited camp now and I'm a Barcelona fan. Yeah, Lifelong, I and I need to go. You will, you will, I promise. Now, I've never been to a Barcelona game there, so now that's my next goal. But um, it, it's magical, honestly. It's Especially because, you know, we both love it. So every little thing to me was magical. Like, I mean, they even sell grass, and I wanted to buy the grass. I'm like, really, stop, Tony. Like, stop right now. Like, you're fine. That's I amazing. I want to <laughs> but that's how it is you know as fanatics sometimes we just you know we just want to go overboard with our fandom but that's that's yeah. what makes sports what it is I know. you know I like, like just like I when really... i introduce <laughs> oh go ahead go ahead no i said just like i introduced you earlier it was it's just amazing to hear that from you because all the time we see you on tv on espn giving sports center so you have to have this uh this uh how would i say this uh, face yes. and character yeah. yeah, exactly. So seeing <laughs> no, you being I, a fan is amazing. <laughs> like I, I told my friend yesterday, I'm like, I'm never taking my jacket off. She's like, you're acting like you're 12. And like, you just saw like your first concert. I'm like, I swear to you, I'm never taking this jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to segue into this, right? So yeah. I was, when, when I was trying to do some, you know, some homework on you to see, you know, how, how things have gone in your life and the position where you're at now, you know, even when you were explaining your experience at Camp New, you mentioned your mother a lot. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, I want you to tell our listeners, or my listeners, what type of impact did your mom, who your mom is, and what type of impact yeah. did she have in your life? Um, okay, so my mom is Maria Antonieta Collins. She's a journalist in Spanish television. She's done, been in the business for over 30 years. Uh, right now, she's a senior correspondent for Univision and host of Cronicas mm-hmm. on Univision. Uh, she's done it all. I mean, she started in sports covering the Fernando Valenzuela times with the Dodgers to, I mean, wars, elections. She is the Pope. I call her the Pope. Well, she, I don't know how to, I don't know what the right term is, but she's the Pope reporter. Like every, she does all the bad uh-huh. stuff. So, I mean, this woman has over, she corrected me this time because I said seven books, I think nine books, but <laughs> she's got, she's an author. <laughs> she, she's a columnist. Like she does it all. I grew, I grew up, um, in uh in this environment i grew up in newsrooms i grew up with seeing her travel seeing her passion for storytelling right. and it definitely like i never wanted to do anything else other than okay th- i didn't want to be a mcdonald's worker because i used to love mcdonald's when i was a little kid <laughs> <laughs> but amazing that, I, that's amazing i i've always wanted to be a reporter because i just saw how she truly loves uh storytelling and 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 bringing mm-hmm. awareness to whatever the story is so that that's what my hook is there and um I love sports. I played sports uh, growing up. Uh, was also, but it's mostly soccer, soccer and softball. But yeah, my mom's been a right. huge influence until this day. I mean, she's still doing it, and uh, I mean, she. I know she's my mom, but like, she's so good at her job at, and so smart. And like, gosh, to one day be like her, that would be a dream come true. But um, but yeah, she's still very part. She gives me a lot of advice, and we butt right. heads a lot as well. I mean, it's not all like roses and rainbows, but um. But she she's got the experience and the knowledge, so I'm definitely very grateful. That's a, that's that's an amazing thing to hear. You know, like again, like we were talking earlier, and I told you my background. My listeners know where I'm from. I'm from Colombia. Yeah. For those of you who are yeah. new to the podcast, I'm from Colombia, South America, but I happen to live in the U.S. <laughs> so I have this this more more of a you know melting pot in my environment. So I know a lot that's going on. So for me, you know, hearing Antonieta talk about your mom and you talk about how she has ex- um how she has this uh influence on your life i thought about my mom as well because of Aww. course having an hispanic mother 
Oh my things gosh. can, like you say, you can butt heads sometimes. Oh, so yeah, for clearly. me, I wanted to ask you, right? I wanted to ask you every time you do like a segment or you call your mom, does she, like, does she critique you? Does she have advice for you all the time? Yeah. Like how, how does that go? How's you the typical I, conversation? It, <laughs> so, um, she's a very secure woman. I think, um, I'm, I'm, I'll admit it to you and your listeners, right? I, I got my own insecurities mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, so I think a lot of our job is to be like very secure and stuff. And she used to do this a lot in Spanish. So when I used to work on Univision, because I, I worked at Univision when we launched Univision Deportes Network and UDX, which doesn't exist anymore, but she would critique me every, mm-hmm. I mean, we worked for the same company. I would see her every day. She would critique me every single day. And it was tough love. It was like stuff that I didn't want to hear at times. Or that you would think, oh, she's mm-hmm. your mom. Oh, you're so good. You're perfect. No, my mom was like, listen, I have to turn you off. You kept repeating the same word over and over and over. No. And like, you know, it's, she's really tough. Like in that sense, that was good. Um, when I switched over to the English, she really can't critique me much of my content, but the right. delivery, the selling of it, she still does. And she's like, listen, it's your, like your body language and stuff. And like I said, sometimes, like sometimes I don't want to hear, it's tough hearing it, right? But I know it comes from a good right. place and like, she'll be like, Hey, how you, and she always tells me like, Hablame, talk to me like, como mis- talk, talk to me like you're, ta- talk to the camera like you're talking to me. I keep that message like anchor voice of like, and today in the news. No, like talk to me like we're talking. Right, like, right. That's what people want to like relate to you, stuff like that. Um, it's different because of our cultures, right? Like we talk so fast and you know how Latin TV is. And we're like, la, la, la. so for me, the English right. part has been hard <laughs> because. I go really fast compared to the American anchors and like my biggest feedback. I, I see. So at ESPN, I have a really wonderful boss, Jack Obringer. He meets with me every week mm-hmm. and uh, he'll go, we'll watch. I, I hate the guys. I hate watching myself. Like I rather run a marathon than watch myself, but I get, yeah, he puts me, sits me mm-hmm. there. He makes me watch myself. And it's the little, it's little gestures, little delivery, like confidence and voice and slowing down and, I guess being yourself is the hardest thing. It sounds so corny and cheesy, but on TV, it's just right. being yourself and not, that's it. You know, not trying to be like another anchor or somebody else. That's my biggest feedback. Like, be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> I'm like, shoot. Yeah, that's great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great advice because, I mean, of course, we've, we've heard this a lot over the course of our life from many different people. Yeah. Hey, just be yourself. But, you know, when it comes to it, you really yeah. ought to be yourself because it's that's how people, comfortable. you know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you, you talked about, you mentioned something and you talked about it as well. You know, your mom, who she is, you know, the clout she has and you being in the position you are right now, of course, it just didn't come just because they handed it to you. Of course you work for it, but people I think really want to know, her. right? Yeah. Right. I get a, a, a lot people of people will do. tell me that in the Spanish. And when I worked in Spanish, oh, you got your job mm-hmm. because of your mom. I'm like, really? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. So for me, you know, while I was crafting the questions, I, I wondered mm-hmm. for myself, and I'm sure the listeners would like to know, you know, what type of hurdles did you have, you know, trying to be where you're at now? And for me, it means more because you are a woman in an industry where it's mostly dominated by males. So, t- so tell me what type of hurdles you had to go through to yeah, get definitely. where you're at now. Oh my God. It's a little long story. So you cut me off. Okay. If I talk a lot. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <do>. Go ahead. <laughs> So um, when I started, there really wasn't, I started growing, you know, I don't know if this happens to a lot of people. I went to college, graduated. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, I'm done. People are going to want to hire me. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to hire me. Exactly. Nobody. And because uh, I had no experience. So I will say my mom 
got helped me my name helped me get an internship at Univision. But at that internship, I did nothing TV related. I was a gopher. I was getting coffee for anchors. I was um, I was uh, like oh, gosh, how do you? I just went blank. Oh my god, I was just oh transcribing um interviews. Right. I I was I literally was a I was a I was a stagehand. And I got frustrated because I did six months of that. And I'm like, how am I ever going to get on TV? And so I, mm-hmm. I applied to a CBS Sports 1010 and I became a board operator in Tampa. So, uh, they took a chance on me. I had no, I mean, I, I did work in the radio station at college. So I had that, but, um, I did the graveyard shift from, from midnight to 7 a.m., learning to be a board op and stuff. And I got frustrated and did, um, a, a fake demo and I sent it out to all these stations, McAllen, Texas in the border mm-hmm. in Texas. They bit and I did that. And the challenge there was that I'd never been on camera. Yeah, I've been around it, but I've never been on camera myself. So I, um, right. and I worked for a dual station. I did, I did English, Spanish, because we were Univision, we were Fox. And, uh, you did everything there. That's my biggest recommendation to anyone wanting to do this. Like go to a small market because they make you do everything. Um, so I did, I mean, I did everything from producing news, sports, weather. Uh, reporting. So that was really cool. And the hurdles, like when I switched over to sports was I started in news because there was no openings in sports. When I, luckily right. for me, Dallas had an opening. I applied, I auditioned, I got the job. It was having, uh, being a woman and being credible, you know, because you, you gotta be a little bit more careful. Like if you make a mistake, like you're going to be judged no matter what, but maybe a little bit more. Um, and at that time as well. And I realized that with like the local media, mm-hmm. when I was working the Dallas beat, they were like, they they kind of wanted to wait and see what I was about. Was I about just like being cool and being a female reporter and like you know you know being with the players or whatever? Or was I really interested in what I was doing? And, right. And it was just about like asking little questions and being. I mean, I introducing myself to the other local beat reporters. And I remember like a turning point for me was I was in the Rangers, a Texas Rangers uh, clubhouse, and um, just my usual regular like pregame stuff. And a reporter, a local TV reporter, goes to me. He's like, hey. Check out, uh, we were watching BP. He's like, check out Nelson Cruz. You know, right. He doesn't play there, but check out his hamstring. Like he's like, he's been touching it a lot. Da, 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 da. And then, so then I, I noticed that and he's, and then, and when we got to do the media scrum, like I asked him about that and he's like, yeah, it's been her. So it was little things that they, that once they start trusting you, gaining that trust from your colleagues is huge. So that was one of Absolutely. the hurdles is like proving yourself like, Hey, you're not here. Just, you're not a, another, I don't know, for show. You're here to, because you really like it. And then that, and then same right. thing here at uh, ESPN. It's just um, your dedication, your time to learn, your willingness to be open to criticism, to learn. I mean, constructive criticism, mm-hmm. and 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 yeah, it's um, the, the being a woman. Like every, I think the light is on you, and like you're more scrutinized a little bit more. But it's embracing it as right. well. You know, it's gonna happen no matter what. So might as well just embrace it and do the best you can. Right. That's, you know, that's amazing because uh, me again, you know, I follow many, you know, sports personalities online, you know, I like, and I like to get like a broad picture of what goes on in the industry, even though I'm not involved. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be involved in, in sports because it's my love it's my passion. I mean, yeah. aside from it work, if I'm not doing that, I'm doing, doing awesome. sports and, and understanding everyone's viewpoint and something you just mentioned as well, you know, being open to criticism. If you're not it's open hard. to that, you're never yeah. going to grow. Exactly. 
And and that's how it is in sports, right? Like you you can't be a great player if you don't accept criticism from other great players or from other yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. So that's, like, you have that's to see what the source good. is. Yeah, you have to know what your source. Exactly. Like I'm not gonna like a Twitter can they can tell me off. And uh, I mean, I'll just I will, I'll be honest. Like you know, people say, oh, I don't listen to Twitter. They're just uh, like you know behind a computer. But it's still I'm human. It still hurts to be told uh you suck or you're ugly or whatever it hurts like i mean for me i'm not i'm right. not like fully like the thick skin like i can't admit that because i'm not but on uh, my boss like i will i'll be frank with you like i'll tell you and he told me before i went on vacation and watching i think i did the presser for habib Nurmagomedov mm-hmm. and then uh connor and we were watching and he's like you know you're just okay i was like okay he's like i'm gonna be honest with you you're okay you could be better like we pay you to right. be better Da, 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 da. you weren't smooth you weren't that i left there and i know he meant it well i left there like disappointed in myself because i didn't do as well as i thought but then mm-hmm. you know what i'm like this is how i learn do better next time like take the positive out of it but it is hard to like you know like at first you're like oh man you know but you learn from it right so. yeah yeah that's you know that's that's amazing you see these are these are things that why I, i'll tell you something about myself as well my listeners mm-hmm. you'll know it's the reason why I started doing podcasting is because I wanted to build confidence in myself and voice my opinion, obviously, yeah. and also to accept criticism yeah. from other people because that's, I'm a type of person I like to grow. I don't like to be stuck in one place. And hearing hearing criticism from other people and advice will always help me be better. So, you know, I, I can relate to, you know, that yeah. feeling you have because sometimes you read yeah. some stuff and you hear some stuff, you're like, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly right. That's yeah. all great. Thank you. That's great. So, you know, I want to transition to something uh, that for me as well, and I think for you is quite important. Uh-huh. You know, this guy called Lionel Messi. Oh, that guy. This is that guy. Yes, Daddy. that guy. Look, look <laughs> at your emotion. Look at, you your, look at your emotion. Daddy, I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, he's daddy. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> see, like, I would never want to marry him. I just really love him, and I don't know why. Like, I just love everything about him. So, t- so tell us, so tell us, so, so tell me, tell me. I know nobody's listening, but tell me, mm-hmm. how, how, where did your passion for Messi start from Barcelona? How did, where did it come from? All right. So, uh, my father, his, my grandparents, my grandparents from my father's side, they were Catalan and they, they went over to Mexico from the whole Franco uh-huh. time and they were exiled. So, I mean, they're like, I grew up in, with that household, the Catalan. And uh, my dad, mm-hmm. I used to be little, and I remember we used to watch Steelers games and Barcelona games back in the day. Did I understand what the hell was going on? Hell no. But it was just like, right. it was that it was him. It was his passion. It was like he he was everything Barcelona. And as I got older, we kept like, that was my team. You know, like I just, you know, you grew up with it. And um, he passed away five years ago. And it's, I, I don't want to get, it's not sad at all or emotional, but that's like, he lives through my passion through Barcelona, I feel like he lives in me. Like being at Camp Nou, I was so emotional because I was like, mm-hmm. man, dad, I wish I could have come here with you. Like stuff like that. So like my love for Barcelona, I think is like, I related to him and like, it makes me remember him in the good ways. And, um, but yeah, I thank him. He's the one that like got me into Barcelona since I was little. So it's a, so now I just hopefully like I could pass it on if I ever have a family or something like he did to me because, oh, I love it. Right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's what, again, it's amazing for me, you know, to hear, to hear your, your passion as a sports fan. And, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm in a chat with a bunch of friends of mine and we have heated 
you know, football discussions all the time. Because mm -hmm. by the way, I don't call it soccer. I call it football. Football. For me, yes. it's just a football. Porque we use our foot, guys. We exactly. use our foot, okay? Oh. Anyway, that's soccer. a discussion for another day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, with Messi, you know, we always have this discussion. They say, well, you know, Ronaldo's better uh, because Ronaldo yeah. does X, Y, Z. And I, t I just want you to tell them, why do you think Messi is the greatest player? Not just now, whatever. I mean, when you watch him, like anyone, anyone listening, when you watch a game of Barcelona, you keep your eyes out on Messi and what he does with his feet speak for itself. Like, you never lose hope that like he's gonna come whether we're down or we're up. Like you, and that's why I feel so bad when he plays for Argentina because like that's the same exact feeling that I feel like Argentinians want, but they don't get the results because of it's a whole team thing. But uh, but when you right. watch Messi, just like those, he's a magician. Like I don't even know how to explain it. Like he touches the ball and you just get I get hypnotized. Like I'm like, what is this man gonna do? And the way he moves and he can, you just know he's gonna do something and he's gonna make it happen. Get through defenders. Like net that ball, like it's like magic. I can't even explain it. Like you're locked. Why is he the best? Because he makes everybody the best, and because you know what, we're looking at what he does, and and I don't know. I mean, I I don't knock on Ronaldo because I think honestly, at the end of the day, I I mean, I hear this debate all the time, and it's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. But um, can we just appreciate that we're like that we are so lucky to be born or guess old enough to understand that we're watching who the best players of our time, like give us a show because I, yeah, I mean exactly. I don't know how many times they come through generations I know like the Pelé Maradona and like ours is Messi and Ronaldo um but gosh it's just like they're good like what is that man not good at <laughs> right exactly and you know it, it's amazing because again like you said you know with, with your parents you learned you know to have that that uh fandom from Barcelona with my dad mm -hmm. he always he always used to watch a lot of sports as well not as much as me but he introduced me yeah. to it and my dad now, even now, because he's very busy with his job. Every time he calls me, he texts me. He's like, did you see what Messi just did? Yeah. He doesn't say that for anyone else. Oh, that's anyone so cool. Else. That's so and cool. And he's like, did you see what Messi just did? And it's awesome. It's awesome. And, you know, it's... I guess because you played play soccer too? Yes, I, I played some sometimes in college. I did play some, yeah. you know, and on my free time, sometimes I do. But my love, my actual love sport is basketball. Oh, is it and really? That's okay. what I was really, really good at. Yes. Oh, that's and of course, you know, when I was doing your biography, when I was doing your biography as well, I saw that you did play soccer and you mentioned yeah. that as well. I played soccer and I was, um, I was seleccionada or I got picked for the under 19 for Mexico two years. And I'm telling you, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't, I obviously stayed at 19. I didn't go further on, but that's hard. And like what he's able to do, I mean, he makes it look so easy. And it's just like, how do you get, he, exactly. just like, he, like, I just, and I play, I think I appreciate it as well more too. Cause you know, you play the sport, you know, I mean, people were saying, oh, these guys just flop, whatever, man, I know some mm -hmm. do, but you get hit with a full force body coming at you. It's going to hurt. <laughs> like, I don't knock on those right, players right. that don't flop. So like, <laughs> I'm like, chill people, chill. No, but I, I really do appreciate what he does. And like, I, I, I love seeing those videos too, you know, when those little kids run up to them when they're walking in and. They like sign right. stuff and like I got, I got, I got so, I oh got, I'm getting old. I was at Barnabeo and they were putting this movie out, Ronaldo, and it was so touching to see like little kids, like maybe five years old with Ronaldo shirts. Then mm -hmm. he doesn't even play there anymore, but they still play, you know what I mean? But, uh, but they were like, it's like the next generation, mm -hmm. like falling in love with their 
future like you know heroes you know so it's really cool it's really cool right that's awesome you know since we're on the topic of football stuff you know there's another something that's quite intriguing i would like to know from you it's a uh, you know i've always discussed that you know in europe you know soccer football is like mm -hmm. the biggest sport and i've always noticed and in the united states you know i've been here about 15 years now and the love for football is growing but it's not yeah. as much as europe and you know i just want to know like what do you think you know the growth process of football is are americans really going to love this sport as much as the rest of the world does what do you think you know what i was actually like so i i was in europe this past week and it shocked me how different nations different people different cultures like all you see is like messi ronaldo shirts and i'm not talking just in spain i was in i was in prague budapest bratislava and uh vienna and there was so many football mm -hmm. fans soccer fans and i'm like how come that we don't have that over there it only comes every four years in the world cup i know that like they were making strides and stuff and MLS is here and we're getting all the players from overseas. But I, do you, I don't know. Like, do you think it's until the U S cements itself as one? I, I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like, I don't know. I know we're making strides, but I don't know if we'll ever get to the level that everybody else, but the United States is at because everybody right. else, I mean, you're going to tell me Iceland, like all other nations are like, don't have the resources that we do. They have that passion, that fandom, and we can't. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, and, you know, and you know, for me, I I'll tell you, for me, I believe that the America, we have the resources to become, yeah. you know, one of the great football nations. But I believe, I believe for me, and I was telling a friend this a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, America invests money and advertise. For me, advertising does mm -hmm. make a big deal out of, you know, the sport. You know, they advertise the NBA to a great deal, the NFL to a great deal baseball to a great deal but with with soccer football you just like eh you don't see you don't hear much about it or people get excited about it only around like the world cup or when yeah. it's qualifying and yeah. to me it's disappointing because there are nations that don't have the money like you mentioned and they're making mm -hmm. it to the world cup yeah on a I, consistent just, I basis. don't get it i and, don't get it like i had a like yesterday like i i came in and i was wearing my barca jersey my barca sweatshirt that i haven't taken off <laughs> and um the drama driver was from <laughs> afghanistan and he's like, oh, I'm a Messi mm -hmm. fan. My wife is a Madrid fan. And it's just, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how come we don't, like, we don't see that here. Like, this guy, like, is Afghanistan. They love Messi. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I don't know what's going to, I don't right. know what it's going to take. But, I mean, even the women's too, right? Like, we're, I think we're bigger fans of the women's team here because of their success. But I wonder if the men had it, that would change. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's quite interesting as well. I mean, and it's baffling that the yeah. women are that good and the men are not to that level. Like, what is going on? You know, it makes you wonder yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But hey, that's how you, it goes in sports. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. So I want to I transition this other thing that I do for fun. You know, and okay. I really want you to join me in doing <laughs> this, okay? So I'll ask, you, I'll ask you five funny questions. Okay. At least to me, they're funny. And I just want to know what your response is. <laughs> at least you'll laugh or you're right? laughing at me one so, day too. <laughs> so we'll see. This is the first question, right? What do you think about when you are alone in a car? Uh <laughs> depends on the time of the day. <laughs> um oh So let's just say let's just say at night. In the car? I mm -hmm. just Oh god, that's a good one. What do I think? I honestly, I start singing. I just sing a lot. I bell my heart out. I don't think a lot in the car. I, okay. I do take the time in the car to either pray in the morning. I swear to you. Cause I don't, I'm like, I gotta pray. I gotta freaking ask God to 
keep me covered a bit. <laughs> or like right, be, right, right, right. But at night, I start. I belt out because I I have a roommate, so like I really she we have different tastes mm-hmm. in music, and I belt the hell out of my butt. I'm in love right now with Vallenato. Don't ask me why. I have this high on Vallenato, old Carlos okay. Vives and stuff. But I belt my heart out to it. God, I love him. <laughs> like, That's amazing. That's amazing. Question number two. All right, question number two. Uh-huh. You might have to think a bit oh God, long about this one because it's. What's your favorite 90s jam? 90s jam. Uh, 90s jam. You know, I'm a loser. Okay, gosh, I'm a loser. I don't even have to think this one. I'll tell I'm, you. I'll tell I, you this. I'll make it easier for you. For me, I love the Backstreet Boys. Okay, so I was going to go that route too, but not. Um, I'm a Hanson fan. <laughs> I told you I'm a loser. Oh, I'm a Hanson fan. Okay. I get that. Oh my <laughs> god! I wanted to marry Taylor Hanson. He never got my memo, so <laughs> still that's single. Amazing. That's amazing, Antonietta. You're funny. <laughs> I love Hanson. Right. Question number three. Question number three. What is the funniest things that ha- that happened to you lately? Funniest thing that happened of- to me lately. Hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's just kind of terrible. I don't know if it's funny, but I guess this is TMI. So uh, my shift at work is from 8 to 6. Uh-huh. From 8 to 6, I have a microphone pack on my back. But this is every day. I've been okay. doing this for, I've been doing Sports Center updates for a year now. So I'm used to it. Like, whatever. The other day, first time it happened. Um, so it's a long day. I had a break for an hour. I go, and, and I don't, I don't turn off my mic because it's a pain in my, I'm lazy and it's a pain in my butt. So then I went to another building mm-hmm. and, the, and normally the signal falls off. Well, I came back to the building with a signal strong as can be. And I forgot I had my mm-hmm. mic on and I'm like, let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> so whoever, oh my goodness. So my whole control room, my whole control room, which is the producer, the director, the graphics operator, the something, something operator and the mic person completely. I didn't realize this until I hit the flush and I'm like, oh, oh my God. I didn't know what to do. I just, I, I, I didn't even say anything to them. I didn't apologize. I didn't ask if it was on. I didn't, ask, I knew it was on. I was gonna, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> they already heard everything. I serenaded them very personally. <laughs> That's been the, uh, oh, but you know that shock? I was literally like flushing the toilet. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> They heard it all. Oh my goodness, that's funny. That's oh my god. I don't. I wouldn't know I what totally to do forgot. if that happened to me. I know. I'm. Like every time I see him, I just I I I blushed because I was like, oh my god, they just heard the most intimate part of my day. <laughs> oh goodness, that's that's interesting. That's oh, I, I like it. I like TMI. it. <laughs> all right. Question number four. Question number mm-hmm. four. It's not so funny, but I think something we all okay. ought to think about. Okay. What inspires you? What inspires you? What inspires me? Oh, gosh. Um, it is a couple of things do. Um, my, my mother, my mother inspires me because I've seen, I don't know if you relate with our parents being from um, another country, everything that they went mm-hmm. through to give us the American dream. And, um, yes. so that inspires me to see how hard they worked for us, for us to fulfill it. And I want to fulfill my American dream. Um, mm-hmm. also the opportunity, I forget the platform that I'm in at times. I get into my own little cave and like think, oh my God, I'm, I'm the worst at this or, oh my God, this is so hard. Or what am I doing? I'm not, I'm not there yet. 
but some but we're giving a platform to make a difference and stuff so that inspires me because i i got i got to do a story on um, striking out poverty with food for the hungry and seeing how much people care and appreciate and and like they 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 support you they cheer you on that inspires me those people that don't know me that for some reason they're mm-hmm. so sweet to me and kind to me and that they cheer me on and then i can give back some way somehow that like that inspiring people people like just being positive and like and cheering me on their love their compassion their honesty it sounds so corny but it does inspire me it makes me want to be better that's amazing you know it's mm-hmm. you know i was going to ask you the other question but the way you just no, you answered that previous question <laughs> Okay, it's a funny question, and I don't okay. want to take away from that no, from the, it's okay. the perfect do transition. It, do it, do it. <laughs> All right, you want the other question? All right, what fine. Is it? Just for the listeners, here we go. Okay. All right, Iron Man or Captain America? Captain America, <laughs> he's hotter. <laughs> ah, there you go. The way you said it, I already knew. Well, Captain... actually, Captain America is my favorite character. <laughs> there he's we my go. favorite character too. So for different reasons than <laughs> so you, apparently. Awesome. So you're good. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> of course, you know, and you know, you, you, in the previous question I asked you, you talk about, you know, your inspiration and it's something that I saw that you're involved in, you know, food for the hunger, yeah. you know, account for poverty. Yeah. You know, it, it says you have a pinned tweet on your page that talks about, you know, your, your time in the Dominican Republic, you know, can you tell us how that, yeah. how that was that experience? Oh my as gosh, well? it was amazing friend. Um, so I, I initially went down there to do a story on them striking out poverty in the mm-hmm. Dominican. It happened to coincide. I landed the day that Jordana Ventura, the Royals, was killed in a car accident, so I had to cover that. So um, the Dominican right. changed my honesty. They changed my life and perspective. But uh, striking out poverty was a story that Gregory, Gregory Polanco, the Pirates, is, uh, does a lot with them, too. And um, I got to meet a lot of people of different communities, very uh, communities in need. And their love, I'm telling you, friend, their compassion, their love, changed my heart mm-hmm. my my heart my like perspective i ended up like following up with them i sponsor a kid um i sponsor a kid uh, steven um i just mm-hmm. they're they're so thankful and grateful like they don't even have water and like i feel so guilty that day going back to my hotel and having clean water when like these kids they deserve so much more and they're just um so this organization i've seen firsthand how they do implement things and they don't just give them things they implement implement lifestyles to help him evolve and change and stuff and um it's been wonderful it's a really it's a great cause um that i i'm proud to to just on my own do uh support and like gosh i wish i made money or more money and i can give more to them but um i know every little bit helps and um i i right. just i love the way like the future is bright for those kids they have hope because of people that like food for the hungry that they help them and they know that they're not forgotten. Cause I remember like one thing that shocked me, I was like, um, can I use the bat? I went to one of the communities and like, can I use your restroom? The little kid takes me to a bucket, right. to a bucket. And I know that's the reality in our countries. I understand that. Cause like my Mexico as well. And I, I mean, I'm pretty sure everywhere mm-hmm. in South America. Right. And, but, but it's just seeing like, I'm like, man, I got a clean toilet. This kid has a bucket. Like I just, it, it just, it hits you because you see it firsthand. Um, it makes you want to like help right. in any way you can. So yeah. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Too. That's awesome. Because mm-hmm. for me, I, I, you know, you deal with food for the hungry. At my church, we do a food yeah. pantry. Oh, do you? So, okay. Uh, every Sunday, yeah, every Sunday they bring out the food, oh. you know, for the people that are hungry in yeah. the community. And that's amazing to see because you, we think, we think we can't influence people if we're not in high positions or we don't have a good job, but you can influence anybody's every. life anywhere. You know what? I was in Spain and, and this awesome. past 
week well mm-hmm. this two days and there was a lot of people on the street and like when we go to restaurants we take our i guess it's not a custom to take your food but we would and um i gave a mm-hmm. amount of my plates to a, a guy who was just sitting there and he's like man god does answer miracles he must uh he must really love me and because i gave him food and i was i was bawling i was like no Mary bless you like he was just <laughs> thankful for the food i was like oh oh my god yeah but you're right you're right that's amazing. That's amazing. We are Antonietta, you know, thank you oh my for this gosh, awesome no. interview, you know, for, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that you, sh- that you showed your personal side and, and it's, is amazing to see that even though we see you on TV all the time and you, you know, you give us the news, you we, we ought to remember that you're also a person. Yeah, and you I have agree. your own personalities. Like, it's amazing. And social media too. Like I know we all post the happy stuff and everything, but it, life is a roller coaster. There's <laughs> good times, there's bad times. And, it's it's how you deal with every good or bad situation. So um, thank you for your honesty, your patience with me. One, because I was a hot mess, like giving you dates and stuff for work. <laughs> so I apologize, and I'm thankful. And and congratulations on your podcast and being you and thank Palante. you, thank you, mucho success. Look at me, mucho success, <laughs> lots of success. And thank <laughs> you again. And like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get Barcelona to get out of second place, go back to first. <laughs> we'll be good. Yes, we do. I mean, and we champions. just have to win okay. on Saturday. We'll be okay. <laughs> yes, yes, because we've been failing for the past like three, four years. So we need to yes, make it happen. We need to we make, need it, to make happen. it happen. Well, you got a friend of you, my friend. Yep. Thank you again for everything. Ah, that was amazing, guys. I had fun doing it. You know, Antonieta was excited to do this. You could tell in her voice, in the way she was telling her stories. It was amazing. And once again, I want to take the time to thank Antonieta Collins for setting out a time slot to talk to me and to talk to you guys as well. It was much appreciated. But for right now, we're going to segue into part number two of episode number seven. Uh, Just in case, um, part one would be its own episode and part two would be another episode on its own, obviously. So get ready for that.